We are continuing our study of the Gospel of Matthew here on the Listener's Commentary, and in this recording, we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through 52. Keep in mind that we're in the middle of Jesus' third teaching block in the Gospel of Matthew. This one focused on parables, specifically parables about the kingdom of heaven, and we'll have a few more of those parables in this section. And so Jesus has been teaching the crowds in parables. He's moved away from the crowds into a house with his disciples. And there he explained the meaning of the parable about the weeds among the wheat to them. Now, Matthew doesn't give us any indication that the scene has changed. So it's probably best to assume that Jesus is still in the house with his disciples. And in fact, the concluding question in these verses here suggests that Jesus asks if they've understood him. They say they have. So here we get the final three parables in Matthew 13 about the kingdom, two which add a very powerful truth about the kingdom, and one that reinforces something Jesus already taught in the parable of the weeds among the wheat. So let's begin in verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid again. And from joy over it, he goes and sells everything he has and buys that field. So here's a short little parable. It's just a very simple, basic, short little story. And it revolves around this field and buried treasure. And burying treasure, bearing money in a field, was not uncommon. It was one of the ways that people actually secured their possessions. You would bury it in a field. You would bury it under your house or something like that. So this guy is in a field. Maybe he is working the field on behalf of some landowner, right? Maybe he's the tenant farmer. Who knows? It's something like that. But he doesn't own the field. He's working in this field. He finds treasure. And it says, notice, from joy over it. He goes and sells everything he has. And so he finds his treasure, super excited, buries it back up, covers it up, goes, sells all his possessions. He sells his house, sells his donkey, sells his goat. He sells everything he has to liquidate his money so that he has enough money to buy that field, and he buys that field. And this parable says the kingdom of heaven is like that. It's like that. In other words, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure that's worth giving up everything in order to acquire it. Again, verse 45, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. And upon finding one of great value, he went and sold everything he had and bought it. Now, once again, this parable is just a short, very short little story about a man who wants something so bad he sells everything he has to acquire it, and the kingdom of heaven is like that. In this case, it's pearls. The one new detail added here that wasn't in the last parable is that this man is looking for them. He's like a merchant seeking fine pearls. He's looking for it. And this is an important uh, detail because Jesus is using parables to find out who really wants the kingdom. Who's really looking for it? And he said in the Sermon on the Mount, seek first the kingdom of heaven and you'll you'll find it. You'll acquire it. And so a necessary part of experiencing the incredible value of the kingdom is seeking it, looking for it. And so this man is doing that. He finds a pearl that's of such great value. He sells everything he has, all his other pearls, all his pearl working equipment, sells everything and buys that pearl. 
These two parables, the one about the man finding treasure in the field and this one about the pearl, these two parables intend to show us the incredible value of the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is worth joyfully and excitedly selling everything you can, everything we have, to acquire it. Like, when we talk about counting the cost and giving it all up to follow Jesus, what these parables remind us here is that it's an incredible deal. It's a steal of a deal. Yes, you got to calculate the cost. Yes, you have to give up everything you have. You have to give up life as normal. But in doing so, you receive treasure beyond anything you could possibly ever imagine. And so the kingdom is of such high value that it's a steal of a deal to give everything up in order to acquire it. Then Jesus teaches one final parable here in Matthew 13, and it reinforces the lesson of the parable of the weeds. This time, the imagery is fishing. Notice what he says, verse 47. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. The dragnet was a long net, typically somewhere around 700, 800, maybe even 1,000 feet long. And the bottom of the net had weights on it so that the net would fall down to the ground. But the top had like floats on it. And so you would spread this net out in the sea and it would make like a giant wall. And then you would drag it towards shore. And as you drug it towards shore, uh, you would bring in all the fish that were trapped by that giant long wall of a net. And then, once you did that, you had to deal with all the fish. So, verse 48. And when it was filled, they pulled it up onto the beach, and they sat down, and they gathered the good fish into containers, but the bad fish they threw away. So that's exactly how this little practice of fishing would work. You would pull this net up onto the beach, and then you would have to sort out, okay, here's fish that's edible, here's fish that's not edible, and so you would sort the fish out. Just like in the parable of the weeds among the wheat, you have a mix of good and bad. And it's reinforcing that same point. And so Jesus says in verse 49, So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth and remove the wicked out from among the righteous. Notice that, just like in the parable of the wheat among the wheats, that it is the wicked that are taken away, and the righteous are the ones that remain. And verse 50 says, and they throw them into the furnace of fire. And so at the end of the age, um, you're going to have the angels come. They're going to sort out the good from the bad. The bad they're going to take out of the kingdom of, of God, and they're going to throw them into the furnace of fire. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, both this parable and the parable of the weeds remind us that we have to be patient. We have to wait. God's going to eventually sort it all out, and he'll make things right. But there are going to be false disciples, people who claim to be part of the kingdom, who are posers and who really aren't part of the kingdom, and they're going to be taken out of the kingdom at the end of time. And Jesus asks his disciples as he's with them here in verse 51, he says, have you understood these things? And they said to him, yes. And it seems that contextually, Jesus is still in the house talking to his disciples and he wants to make sure they're tracking with him about this. And so the two lessons from the three parables here are, the kingdom has incredible value and is worth giving up everything to be a part of and to acquire. And the kingdom is also going to, from now until the end of time, it's going to be a mixture of True kingdom people and false kingdom people, God will sort all that out in the end.
Then Matthew 13 wraps up this way with this little final little note from Jesus. He says in verse 52, Jesus said to them, therefore, every scribe, a scribe was an expert in the the scriptures. They were the ones that taught the scriptures and copied the scriptures. And so they were the original Bible nerds. All right. And so every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like a head of a household who brings out of his treasure new things and old. And so a scribe, picture a scribe who is an expert in the Jewish scriptures. And now that scribe becomes a disciple of Jesus. And Jesus says it's like a head of a household who's got new treasures and old treasures. What does he mean by that? Well, he has all this understanding of the text, all this understanding of the scriptures, but with a new frame of reference, Jesus as the Messiah. And he can see things he never saw before. A good example of someone like this would be the Apostle Paul. He was a Pharisee, an up-and-comer among the Jews. He was learning the scriptures left and right. And once he met Jesus, he now has new treasures to offer out of the old, and they're all mixed together. And he's like, he sees things he never saw before. So his knowledge of the Old Testament scriptures, when he finally became a disciple of Jesus, man, Paul had so much things to offer, and so many things came to light for him. So as we wrap up this little section of teaching, the thing that I think is really worth us reflecting on is the treasure aspect that's emphasized here multiple times, that the kingdom of heaven is like treasure. It's like acquiring something of incredible value and worth. So we learn from Jesus in various parts of the Gospels, we'll hear it here in Matthew before too long, that part of becoming a disciple means taking up your cross and following him. That the call to discipleship, as Bonhoeffer famously said, is a call to come and die. And so that's one emphasis that Jesus makes. And we'll see that before too long here in the Gospel of Matthew. But this teaching here reminds us that while it may be a call to come and die to ourself, it's also a, come, a call to come and acquire treasure beyond anything we could possibly imagine. And that reminds us that giving up our life in order to follow Jesus is worth it. It's worth it. And so when we count the cost, what we realize is we may have a lot to give up, but what we're getting is so much more, and thus it makes good sense. It's a steal of a deal to follow Jesus and become a part of his kingdom. All right, thanks for tuning into this session of the listener's commentary on the Gospel of Matthew. The listener's commentary is a listener-supported, crowd-funded Bible teaching ministry that's made possible by the generosity of people just like you. So thanks a ton for your support. And you can join the team of supporters, help this ministry continue to grow and make an impact all around the world by going to listenerscommentary.com, either signing up for the study hub, that's a great way to uh, support this ministry, or clicking the give button. And if you click the give button, it'll redirect you to a page through World Family Mission, a registered nonprofit where you can set up a one-time or a recurring monthly donation right there as well. All monthly donors, even through the give button, will get access to the study hub. So thanks a ton for your support.